This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 156. Hey, thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode. So here's the thing. If you want some help setting up your marketing, specifically installing the tools and a system that continually brings in extra listings and sales, we're now accepting private clients. And if we make the decision to work together, you'll be getting proven ideas, an abundance of resources, and some bankable accountability. If you head over to topagentsplaybook.com forward slash private, you'll find a short letter where I share more about the kind of agents we're looking to work with in our private client group. So if you think we might be a fit, I've included a short form so I can learn a bit more about your business and we can set up a time to talk personally. Once again, that's topagentsplaybook.com forward slash private. Thanks so much and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My guest for this week's episode is LA-based super agent, Peter Lorimer. Peter is an entrepreneur, real estate expert, and co-host of the top-rating Netflix series, Stay Here, which helps struggling property owners redesign and market their short-term rentals into money-making showstoppers. But before real estate, Peter had another life. Check this out. Born and raised in the UK, he achieved tremendous success as a widely sought-after music producer, working alongside the biggest names in music at the time, including Pink, Sheryl Crow, In Excess, George Michael, Christina Aguilera, and many more. He accumulated over 30 number one Billboard chart hits by his retirement from the music industry in 2003. Wow. On a quest for new business ventures, Peter began investing in the LA property market. In 2005, he joined Keller Williams Realty and went on to become the number one agent at his brokerage three consecutive years in a row. In 2009, he earned the prestigious distinction as the number one top producing Keller Williams agent for the entire LA region. In 2010, Peter launched PLG Estates based in the heart of Beverly Hills, aimed at serving the who's who of the creative entertainment world, which blossomed with its anti-establishment mantra and its policy of no vanilla. Peter and his team of more than 200 hand-picked agents danced to the beat of their own drum while catering to a discerning clientele. I believe we need less agents and more marketers and those with the courage and drive to shake things up are forging some of the most dynamic and successful businesses in the world. Peter is living, breathing proof this works. He's part realtor, part Hollywood and part creative director attracting household names as loyal clients. When you've finished listening to my interview with Peter, can I suggest you head over to his website, peterlorimer.com, where you can feast on a visual treat of stunning marketing images, engaging videos that Peter actually produces himself, and world-class copy that tells the stories so important to drawing a crowd and keeping them. You'll find all the links in the show notes at topagentsplaybook.com forward slash 156, including Peter's personal notes on each Stay Here episode, and I can guarantee you'll be blown away by the creative end result. All that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. 
build everything in minutes right on your desktop. From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download, and print or post. Get started today and try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, Peter Larimer, welcome to the show. How are you going, buddy? Never better, Ray. Never better. Thank you so much for your time. I'm a big fan of the show. Stay here. I want to talk about that because sure. uh, I've actually um, I've actually implemented some of your ideas to uh, to our B and B here, just north of Toronto, and uh, and seriously, a dramatic effect. So yeah, that's that's just awesome. Um, so your accent is a little bit uh, south of Toronto, though. It's a little bit south. I'm originally from Melbourne, and yeah. you're orig- are you originally from London? Well, I'm originally from Leeds, the north of England, the grim ah, okay. north of England, okay. uh, and been here, been in Los Angeles for, for 25 years, which okay. is why I, I sound so American now. How did, <laughs> really, how did all of that come about? Because I know I'm, I'm, I was exhausted reading your bio, all the things you've been doing. <laughs> um, crikey. Um, so tell me about the record producing and, and in excess and, and all of that and George Michael, really? Oh, yeah, your boys, your boys, yeah. Oh. So... Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long and sordid tale of uh, <laughs> rock and roll in the 90s. Um, so, you know, basically, Ray, I think there is, uh, and I'm, I'm going to touch on that, but there's, there's definitely a thread that is woven through kind of un- entrepreneurial thinkers. Now, obviously, this is a real estate show and we're going to do real estate stuff, but I think there are, there, are, there are connections that kind of follow us through our lives and that uh-huh. urge to kind of leap and find the parachute is uh, on the way down is something that was, was in me from a very early age. And I was a, I I mean, I won't go too far back, but I was actually a classical musician first, a very accomplished one. Okay. And then I discovered house music, ooch, 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 in around uh, 1984, uh, 85. I was just a kid, you know? And I'm like, right, oh. screw, screw the trombone. Okay. I'm off to go do that. <laughs> right. So I, excuse the phone ringing. I, uh, I dropped out of high school and uh, ran off to London, not knowing a soul, uh, to go forge my career in the record industry in London. And uh, with nothing but a head full of dreams and a heart full of bravado. Okay. And within two years, I'd managed to kind of work my way into the to the very birth of the British electronic scene, and was working. Sorry, so many things, so many noises. Um, I, I managed to, you know, some of it's the right place, the right time. A lot of it's hustle, and I was yep. just in the clubs. I managed to be in a band that was a a, a band called S Express that had a massive electronic hit. Okay, I worked with a label called Rhythm King, and I kind of built my portfolio and then literally one day I'd done all of these underground acts I get a call from your boys okay I get a call from in excess saying hey Pete you want to do a remix for us and I'm like wow wow and I did a bit of tears and disappear and I did another one for them as well and uh there were such big hits that they really put me on the map yep and and then I got to work with George um George Michael and I got to work with you know, Seal, and I got to work with Christine Aguilera, and I got to work with, you know, tons and tons of people with 25 number ones in the UK dance charts, you know, 30 number ones in the American dance charts, and then I retired. How amazing. 
How, how amazing! And so, did did all of that? Uh, did all of the music business? Is that what took you to uh, to California? It is. I uh, was, uh, you know, again. This is kind of a little bit of bravado. Bravado follows me wherever I go. Right? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, um, <laughs> so when I was working with with George. His manager was uh, uh, was a bloke by the name of Michael Lippman, who was a legend in Los Angeles. Okay. Right? Okay. And he says to me, hey, kid, I like you. If you're ever in L.A., I'll manage you. So, jumped wow. on a plane. Remember me? He said you'd manage me. And he knew I was good mates with George, so he couldn't okay. really say no. And he said, uh, okay, sure. Sure, and that was my entrance to the U.S. And I got the Terence Trent Derby album. Oh wow! As soon as I, soon as I arrived. Wow, wow! Through there must album. be there must be a gazillion stories behind all of those things. So, um, uh, yeah, maybe maybe another episode we can we can dive into that. Tell me, um, so so your transition from because you've kind of blended uh, and and guys, check out Peter's site. Go to Peter Lorimer dot com or plg estates dot com as well which is the real estate side of things but um you'll be able to check out all of pete's awesome uh, videos the stay here series on netflix uh, the videos from there if you go to peter larimer i've just been checking them out there's just some awesome content there so you can't you've, you've mate you've kind of got this gorgeous blend of show business and real estate and you've segued the two which to me that looks like what you've done with plg it's very different it's very out there it's a statement um you've got a massive team tell me about the evolution of of, of all of that so you know it's it, it, it's interesting uh, ray when i uh um joined so uh, I had this, again, I had this moment of clarity where I had to leap out of the plane yep. uh, and find the parachute because around the turn of the century, I knew the, I was very nerdy. I was in a lot of chat rooms, pre-AOL chat rooms. And this, this, I got a message from this, I think it was a kid in Korea that said, hey, do you know that you can now rip CDs? And as soon as I heard that phrase, I'm like, the music business is, is, is kind of toast. Yep. I'd been in it a long time and it was a very unhealthy lifestyle for me as well, if you can read between the lines. Sure. It was very rock and roll and it was awesome, but it was unhealthy. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of clean up and do something more productive in my life. And, uh, and so I had a, a, a really, uh, I was lucky. I worked consistently my entire music career, but I'd had a really good run and written a couple of hits uh, on my last year. And I just knew that I had to dive in to real estate and not look back. And so I literally hung up my headphones, a record producer one night and woke up a realtor the next and, and just did not look back. Okay. And, and I kept getting offers to work in music, but I knew if I, if I tried to do both, I would fail at both. Yep. Yep. And, and so the evolution was I joined a big brand. I joined a, an, an emerging brand, which was Keller Williams here in, in, uh, in California, yep. and which turned out to be a massive company. And within five years, I, had, uh, I, I finished my tenure at that company as the number one Keller Williams agent in Los Angeles. Wow. Um, and one thing that I never got used to was corporate. Okay. I'm not a corporate guy. I, I just, I'm just not. I like creativity. I, I mean, this is my office. It looks, you know, more like a studio than it does an office. Uh -huh. and, and I like things to be creative. So that little bit of 
you know, here comes another leap out of the plane with a parachute moment. I was at number one in the biggest company in LA at that time. Yeah. And I could have easily had the corner office taken, you know, really great commission split and, and taken the easier path. But there was this burning desire within me to kind of follow my instincts because I'm not driven by money. I'm, I'm driven by goals. Okay. And my wife and I, I said, I want to start my own firm. My wife, who is, a, is more than 50% of the story, um, she said, go for it. And so we set up this creatively focused niche brokerage in LA because number one, it was what I wanted to do because I wanted to be in a creative environment. And number two, I thought LA is full of creatives. So if we go after them, we will not only get them, but we'll get all the people that like them. Yeah, yeah. And it was a gamble. And I remember standing, we're coming up on our ninth anniversary of PLG. I remember standing outside our office in Beverly Hills, which was no bigger than, you know, it was about the size of this room. And, and I looked at her and I said, well, we're going to sink or we're going to swim, but we're going to do it on our own steam. And either way is fine. Okay. Skip forward to 200 agents, four offices, and more coming. Okay. So it's just, it's just the, the, the company is you. It's no longer associated with Cal or well, you're not associated with KW. Okay. Okay. So it's your no. baby. Um, and the way that all of that's come together, um, where do you think the success, I mean, obviously your natural energy and your, your connections and all of that is a big part of it, but how do you, how do you kind of spread that energy? And Because and, I think you've got over 200 on the team or something like that. Um, yes, yeah, so we're certainly getting close to it and I've got yeah. more coming. Sorry, okay. go ahead. Okay, so, so how do you, because uh, the, the culture that you've developed is a big part of what you do, obviously, um, at PLG. Yeah. So um, how do you continue to drive that? What's the, what's the formula for that success ongoing, do you think? So I think, this is, these, are, these are great questions. Um, I think one of the formulas for success is to never sit still. Okay. And it's very easy. And I see a lot of my competitors and, you know, the real estate industry is a bit of a stodgy business at the best of times. Mm -hmm. um, but I think w the key to certainly our success is to always be looking to evolve. Okay. So, and it can be incremental evolution, but instead of having a, like, for example, if I've got a CRM that I really like, I'll use it and I'll use it and I'll use it but then I'll always be looking for something better. Okay. And, and, and it's also looking at the evolution of social media, looking at the evolution of trends. But most importantly is trusting that little voice within that is the quieter voice. But it, when, I, when I veer from listening to my instinct, I get it wrong. Okay. When I look at spreadsheets and market reports and try to predict through forecasting, I, I can't do it, but okay. I can spot a trend a couple of years out. Okay. Okay. So it's like it's an intuitive thing from your point of view as to, as to, as to what drives it. It is, but I want to give your viewers and listeners, you know, a tip to how to access that, that muscle. Okay. So I grew that muscle because I was in dance music, right? Ooch, ooch. Yep. And every week there was new records that came out along with new synthesizers, new sounds, new this, new that. So I was obsessed with the what's next in music. Like, what's the latest keyboard sound? What's the latest vocal sound? And I obsessed. And I listened to everything every week. So I was educating myself on the nuances 
of electronic music. So skip forward into the corporate world. I watch endless YouTube videos on strategies. I follow people like, of course, Gary, and I follow you know, lots of other folks, and I follow people outside of real estate. And if you are drinking from the fire hose of knowledge on a daily basis, it rubs off. Yep. And then people look at me like, oh my God, you know so much. I'm like, I really kind of don't. And just watch what everybody's doing and piece it together and then take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on, uh, give me your thoughts on trends at the moment. Cause there's a lot happening in the real estate industry and in, in the real estate space. Have you got any predictions as to, as to where the opportunities might lie going forward? Yes. Oh dear. Am I going to say my big prediction? Ah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, so, well, I'm going to say it in broad terms here and read through the lines. Okay. okay. So I believe that the real estate industry, which is why I set up a boutique firm, is there, it's fractured. It, it has now officially fractured. I've been talk about, talking about it fracturing for years. Yep. But it's fractured. It's either uber corporate, right, with your, with your big brands and one new big brand in particular that I'm going to not obviously not mention the name of, but I think we all know who it is. And then you've got your, your traditional brands, which are kind of dying on the vine. Yep. And then you've got your, your new brands, your boutiques, which is us. Okay. And I think in the, in the next, in the next five years, it will be the day of the boutique and then the super corporate. Okay. Now, the, for the consumer, it's a different story, right? They're going to get serviced either way. For, but for real estate agents, this is my belief. Boutique will always be boutique. Mm-hmm. There, there, was a, there was a phrase that was given to me, Ray, that, was, that I think is a killer phrase. And somebody said to me, this was in the music business, always stand next to the geezer, always stand next to the guy that has everything to lose. Okay. That's why I worked shoulder to shoulder with recording studio owners because I knew that they needed me, my book of business and I needed them and we serviced each other and it was great. Yep. Um, and I feel that the industry is cha- the super corporates and as they should are not really, just my opinion folks, are not really focusing on agent services but more consumer services. Okay almost like a Trojan horse. And I think we're going to see some big companies that are really chasing after that IPO are going to launch consumer-facing products, which I don't necessarily think are going to service the real estate agent as much as as they do now. Okay. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, It's evolution, it's technology, it's moving forward. But the whole... Zillow way of getting business. And yep. I'm not just referring to Zillow, I'm referring to a brokerage. The, the, the whole capturing leads and then pumping them out to agents, I think, allows big companies to then throttle the commissions back to those agents. Yep. Yep. My philosophy is with, with real estate, medicine, and law, and there might be one or two others in there, most people still want to sit eyeball to eyeball across the table from you. And as long as you know what your value add is, right? So you're not just regurgitating the MLS because you're going to be dead yep. in two years. Yep. But if you have a value add and a point of view and you look after them like a family doctor or a family attorney, you will remain in business forever. doesn't matter if we're selling houses on the moon. Yep. You're talking about client and- care. Client care. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. Which you can't automate. No, no. Well, what's happening at the moment with these bigger companies going direct to consumers um, and then funneling the leads out is that the real, the many real estate agents, are, I call it the lead heroine, right? They're, they're addicted oh. to that. And if it's switched oh, off, crazy. yeah. yeah. And that, so like if that's switched off, um, they've got nowhere to go. So I'm a big fan of the, of the self-contained model where we make our own luck and we, we have our clients, we've got our databases, we've got all the technology in the world. So it's just a matter of applying it really and looking after our clients. Yeah, and I think that R is, you know, and again, I have two minds because I'm an entrepreneur, so I respect big business, right? And I respect what these big companies are doing. Sure. But I think it's a big digital carrot. Okay. It's a big digital carrot to capture market share. So a consumer-facing um, product can be launched and then that, that lead heroin can be pumped back to their agents. Yep. And I'm not talking about Zillow here. At a much lower uh, um, uh, commission rate. Whereas, yep. if you, we've all got to do social media, we've all got to do self-promotion, we've all got to use technology, but at the end of the day, nothing will replace sitting down and having a cup of coffee with a past client you haven't seen for a couple of years. Doesn't matter how many flyers you send them or yeah. how great your apps are. Doesn't yeah. matter. What matters is having them remember how much they trust you and they can really only do that in person. Yeah, cool. Okay, 100%. Um, how did you get the, uh, the stay here gig? <laughs> well, I was stripping in this club and somebody said, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I was, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. So when we were setting up uh, PLG, um, we were in Beverly Hills. We were, I think we were the only indie. And it was like we were this little dinghy in amongst these galleons of, of armadas of, of money, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I knew that um, as the evolution of the internet was happening, so we, set, we set up PLG right about when Facebook was taking hold, you know, 2010-ish, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so I had another aha moment, which is I looked at the way everybody in the business was capturing business, and they were all doing it through newspaper ads. They were all doing it through postcards and they were all doing it through traditional routes and everybody was doing the same yeah and there was a few posts here and there but it tended to be like open house this and new listing that and my uh creative head went off and 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 i thought well we can't outspend Coldwell bank of beverly hills in the newspaper nor do i want to because i don't believe in the newspaper mm -hmm. but we can run circles around all of the major companies with our social media yep so I deployed all the capital that we had for marketing into creating social media where we were giving away information for free and uh, it felt good. It felt like it was the right path. I will tell you, Ray, there was many a month and even a year or so when I was like, oh shit, is this actually working? Yeah. And then... Before you know it, we're an overnight success after nine years. Okay. okay. And, and it's all the thing about social media and video and, and personality is it is absolutely unique to the company. Yeah. It is a thumbprint. Yeah. So when we put out content, everybody knows what we are, who we are, and what we're about. And it attracts okay. people.
Okay. Okay. And that was, um, and your social profile is what, uh, what helped you get the gig. Is that what you're saying? I didn't even answer your question, did I? Pretty much. That's all right. So, uh, so in long short, in, in long form, uh, in short form. So I was doing videos, right? I had an yep. aha moment at Inman 2015 in San Francisco. Uh-huh. I've been wanting to do video. I came back from that conference and launched into it. So okay. it's only four years I've been doing video. Um, and then I was literally uploading on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and they found me on YouTube. Nice. nice. Me and, uh, what was his name? The Canadian geezer, uh, J- Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> he was found on YouTube as well. He made a bit more money than me. But, Crazy. Uh, they called me up and they were like, hey, do you want to be on a Netflix show? And I'm like, oh. Sure. Who is this? <laughs> I thought it was one of my mates smacking about. Because I don't go, I've never auditioned for anything. I don't. Okay. Okay. I have no, in, no interest. Yeah. And uh, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this. No way. And I got it. Did you, you obviously auditioned and they screen tested and stuff, all of that? Yeah, so I did a, a Skype audition like this, right, yep. where I met a casting agent, and then, and then she said, I think you're great, and they, they put me up to uh, the senior casting agent, and then um, they then called me. I was actually at Inman 2017 or 2018. Okay, okay. Uh, and they called me, and they said, we need you to do a chemistry test with the, your co-host. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm in San Francisco right now, and I can't do it. You know, I'm really sorry. I'm speaking at the conference, and, and, they, and I said, just, you know, you're going to have to go with someone else. I turned them down. Okay. And then they waited. They flew me down from San Francisco. I did the screen test the same day and didn't think there was these good there – was, there was like me and three other guys. They were, these were good-looking geezers, you know, looking – very television friendly. So I just went in and I'm like, I just had a laugh and I knew what I was talking about. And, uh, they called me up and they said, you know, you got it. And I fantastic. Was out of, I think 300 people. Apparently. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, um, like I said at the start, uh, I've applied some of your ideas. Uh, I love the, um, I love, I haven't, I haven't watched everyone, but I really did like the, uh, the house that you did in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, with the design on the front, so guys, you, you should check that out. And if you do, uh, if you do manage a short-term rental or or just a, a rental anyway, um, Pete's ideas uh, on the show uh, and your co-host, she's terrific. Um, it just just yeah, next level. Congratulations, mate. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think for the realtors out there, it, it for me. I mean, I've been doing Airbnb for a long, long time. I've been doing it since it, before it was called Airbnb. Yeah. I have a bunch of client, you know, celeb clients in Malibu that, um, who rent their houses out during the summer very quietly yeah. for exorbitant money oh. for a month or two at a time for sometimes fifty to $100,000. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was in my wheelhouse anyway. I, I was a very big believer of it. And, and I think in most part, the theory of how to get a house ready for sale is exactly the same as how yes. to get a house ready for Airbnb. Yeah. Except yeah. with Airbnb, you kind of need a theme. You've got to have an yeah. Instagram account. Yeah. You've got to figure out who's doing the cleaning. You've got to figure out who's doing who's meeting people. Yeah. You know the guidebooks, the snacks. You know the whole nine yeah. yards. Yeah. I recently had a guest from Europe who uh, who turned up at at, at our chalet, and um, uh, the, we have a lockbox there, right, where, where where the key is. And she's called me and she said, 
she said, the lockbox is not opening. It's not, it's not working. And uh, my neighbor came over at the time and helped out. And he called me back later and he said she was punching the four digits into the lockbox and then turning to the door and expecting it to open. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> we get some good stories. Yeah, there's so, it's, um, so much importance on having that, that hero shot and the colors and, and, and the, the whole vibe of, 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 the, uh, of the listing, I guess. It really shines through. So, yeah, I think. You know, it's, it's, in, it's interesting. I think the, the real estate industry has evolved a lot, but that was one of the trademarks of what we do in, in Airbnb and also in real estate. The, the photographer that I used on the show is actually my real life photographer that I use in LA. Okay. And he takes shots of all my houses for sale and he takes shots of my clients' Airbnbs. And marketing and visuals is everything Mm -hmm. because it used to be i'm talking real estate now but when i started in real estate my clients would call me up you know 15 16 years ago and go hey pete what's new in the hollywood hills and i would know off the top of my head because i've been to brokers open and you know i'd say i've got this one i got that one i got this one those days are over real estate now is it's kind of like real estate tinder yeah people swipe 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 stop oh yeah market swipe 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 stop so we have to make the, the, the entry point delicious, gorgeous, and there are no shortcuts when taking photographs and videos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your content and guys, check out, uh, go to peterlorimer.com, check out Peter's website and some of the videos because uh, they are awesome. You, you obviously have a team who produce uh, the videos for you. Up until January this year, you're looking at him. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, uh, Did it all yourself. Pretty much. Wow. And ran a company, um, and I'm a father of three. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was out of all the videos I was putting out up until the beginning of this year, I probably edited 90% of them. Okay. Um, and put the music on them. And, and, and as painful as that sounds, what it did is <clears throat> it created my style, yeah. right? Yep. So for all of you guys that are out there and you're like, well, I want to do videos, but I don't know what my style is. And, you know, <clears throat> in a perfect world, I would encourage you to learn all the equipment, learn how to okay. edit, get a, great, get a great camera, get a great mic, learn how to chop it up so it looks fun and, and, and interesting. Or at the very least, when you're working with a videographer, I have videographers now and I have, um, you know, a couple of editors now. But when you're working with people, don't just be a, uh, uh, w- don't wait for them to deliver everything to you. Everyone I work with, I show them examples of, I like edits like this. I like the colors like this. Yeah. I like the music like this. And then I'll show other YouTubers stuff that I like. So there's a guide because I want it to have my thumbprint on, on it because if it doesn't, it tends to feel vanilla. Okay. Okay. Well, it's your brand. It's your brand and your really? brand is yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move towards wrapping up and, and thank you so much for your time. A, a, a final question, if I may. Somebody takes you, um, uh, says, Peter, can I buy you coffee? I want to pick your brain. How do I become successful in real estate? What would you say? Oh, okay, this might be a long answer. Okay, you've got all the time in the world, mate. <laughs> okay, so if somebody, uh, to, to people that are watching this podcast and listening to it who are new agents and they want to figure out how to crack the nut. So 
being in the music business was the greatest thing for me when I joined the real estate industry. Yeah. Because in the music business, I would work exceptionally long days. I would work sometimes, it wouldn't be unusual for me to work 24 hours straight. Now, I'm not recommending you do that, but I got in the habit of when recording studios moved from studios into, you could have a great professional studio in your home, which is what I had. Um, I was still very disciplined and I used to have this thing where I must be working. I had to hit play by 10 o'clock in the morning and then I wouldn't finish until about eight o'clock at night, right? So I was working, whatever that is, that's 10 hours a day. When I joined real estate, I noticed that a lot of people used to like, and this doesn't make them bad, but I noticed a lot of people like to stand around and chat in the coffee room and people like to take long lunches and you know, people would stroll in the office at 11 and they'd stroll out at about four o'clock. So when I was a new agent, I worked my ass off and I just didn't stop. And I did, which I think it, the best tip I can give any new agent is this. If you are changing careers and living in the same town that you've lived in for a while, you have a database in this thing and you must reach out to every single person you know kind of know, sort of know, might know, and could know. And it's awful, right? I was a successful record producer and I had to pick up my phone, which all it was was phone back then because we weren't really texting back then and we weren't yep. really DMing. Yep. Um, and I had to call people and I had experiences like this. I'd call somebody up, call, I called my mate Jamie. Jamie now owns a big pub publishing company in LA. He was at Chrysalis Records at the time. Uh-huh. And I had to make this type of call. Hey, Jamie, what's going on? It's Pete Lorimer. Pete, what's up? What record are you working on, man? What's, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'd have to be like, hey, I've, sw- I've switched careers. I'm still working in entertainment, but this time I'm servicing their business needs and getting them property instead of you know, doing records. And I would get this. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, good for you. Good luck, yeah? Good for you, clunk. Okay. And, and then I would call him again in three months and then three months and then three months. And I was unstoppable. I was obsessed. Yeah. I would sit an open house on a Friday night in a tool shed on the freeway. I just wouldn't stop. And after about two to maybe, maybe four or five years of that momentum, I ended up being the number one agent at Keller Williams. It wasn't because I was selling $20 million houses. It's because I was selling a hundred, four hundred dollar, okay. four hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's awesome advice. Um, and you know, there's so many people out there that uh, you know the churn rate in our industry is exceptionally high. So yeah. many people start, and you know, like some markets are, are tightening up a, a little bit. So there's a lot of change going on. So you heard it from the man himself. Just get out there, get on the phone, and get busy. One last thing, agents. Own your own brand. You are the brand. Yep. The two best things that I can give you today, are two, there are two, two words, marketing, sorry, uh, yeah, marketing and branding and prospecting. Okay. And never listen to fear because fear is a bully and it will tell you you're always going down the wrong path, but if you stand up to a bully, that bully backs off. Yeah. So never let yeah. fear be the guide, only faith. 
Great advice. Great advice. Mate, thank you so much for your time today and congrats uh, on your success with the show and, and everything else that's going on in your life. It's just been an absolute pleasure uh, meeting with you today. You too, Ray. Thank you very, very much, mate. Thanks, buddy. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.